get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Alongside Jamie Rivers and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We finally got some real NFL football in our lives last night. Going to talk things over with Sean Salisbury. He's the host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. Sean, we always appreciate the time, man. What's the reaction been in Houston today to what we saw last night in Kansas City? Um, the fans-wise, guys, I think their philosophy is it's fairly typical of when you play the Kansas City Chiefs, you get a lead if you're Houston, and you uh, give it up and give up unanswered points, like 40-plus or something last year in the playoffs, and then 31 unanswered points. You know, it looked to me like the Kansas City Chiefs were on just kind of on cruise control. They They hung 38 on a team that's pretty good with a really good quarterback, and it didn't seem to me like they put their foot on the throat. It was just like, this is what we do. I uh, I think the reaction here from my show this morning is is they feel like this is Groundhog Day. The fans do that this is a good team, but obviously not a great team that Watson's going to have to carry in, that the defense can't put pressure on the quarterback and that they're going to give up a lot of yards and they got to deal with Baltimore, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh the next three weeks, three quarterbacks more that are capable of putting big yards on you. So good football team. They've got their weaknesses, and, and Watson is a major strength, but – I think their defense is going to cause them trouble. They'll be in a playoff hunt, but they're not good enough to win a division or play in February, and I think that's the way this this city feels. All right, Sean. Deshaun Watson is where I wanted to go with this. Is Everybody that talks about Deshaun Watson talks about how just what a tremendous talent he is, and, and I agree 100%. I guess my concern, though, is systematically, is Bill O'Brien the right guy for Deshaun Watson and also – the supporting cast with Deshaun Watson, I mean, heck, they got rid of his, his his most dangerous wide receiver. I feel like it's it is Deshaun Watson that is having to carry this entire team and how long can they possibly do that? Well, it's a burden to bear, and that's why guys like Watson, I'm a huge fan. I think he's got championship DNA, but unlike maybe basketball where one superstar can can completely control a game. In football, if their offense is really good but the defense can't get off the field, we're at a time when you're running into quarterbacks across the league at the top of the league that are the best. So you can throw 30 on them, and the other guy can throw 41 on you. So uh, it is a burden. And Watson, I I think, likes the pressure. But it comes to a point that if you can't make every play, and and if that's what you have to do to win most weeks, it's going to be a tough one to – because we got some top heavy teams. It's going to be a tough, that's a tough burden to carry and a tough burden to bear. But um, I, he gives you a chance every time you play, every time you play. And I was thinking about this this morning, and I was, I was on Dan Patrick's show this morning as well, and he had asked me this question about, you know, number one receivers. I thought the trade sucked. I, I wouldn't have, I would have at least, I would have either made Hopkins sit out the kind, but I would have, I would have forced him to either sit out or come play because he's such a good player. You just can't give him away and, a lot of people in this town feel like that he did, that Bill O'Brien as the GM gave him away because Bill didn't like him much as a coach because he didn't like the way he practiced, but it's a great player, right? 
But then I was thinking about, okay, get rid of, you know, he walks and he's with Kyler Murray, so he gets another good quarterback. But when's the last time, and I was thinking about this, when's the last time a superstar wide receiver won a Super Bowl? And I went through the list and I thought, well, uh, Julio Jones hasn't. I don't think Michael Thomas was there yet when the Saints won their Super Bowl. And I'm going down the list. I guess you could say Tyreek Hill's pretty good, but yeah. were you the, were you the best? I'm talking about were you the best receiver in the league? You go back to the 49ers with Jerry Rice. So you start to do it, and you say, well, is it better to have Stills, Fuller, Cooks, Cobb, if they're all playing right like they are when they're at their best, or one guy? And it becomes a crutch. So I think Hopkins is special. But I don't think Arizona is getting four games better with Hopkins. And, and like a running back, while the receiver's great, they're going to touch the ball what? Fuller had a big game last night, touched it eight times. They lost 38-20. to 20. The Kansas City Chiefs had three or four guys catch touchdown passes, get involved. You have to defend the whole field. They hung 38 and they didn't blink. So I'm with you 100%. They can't win a Super Bowl under the current because it doesn't matter what Watson does defensively, they're not going to get off the field very much. They don't hit the quarterback. And on the back end, they're average. A guy like me, average player, if you give me three or four seconds to throw, I'll beat you. Now, when you get Mahomes or guys like that and Ben Roethlisberger in a couple weeks, Lamar Jackson next week, you're in trouble. And so Watson has to play that way. So, and if it's Bill O'Brien, if it's the right fit. Now, Bill turned over the play-calling duties to Tim Kelly. And then, you know, people complain about Bill all the time. Well, Tim Kelly in his first one, he's got to get into a rhythm. So we get, it's, it's, it's way too early to panic if you're the Texans. But even if they'd have won last night, I wouldn't have crowned them, oh, my gosh, they're, they're the best team in the AFC. So I try to temper it and let, let, let's see what trends are for them. But the trend since Bill O'Brien's been here with Deshaun is, Deshaun, they'll play at spurts really good during a game. They'll get to the January, and they'll play really good during a game, but they can't close and can't – it's kind of been typical of some of the Houston sports franchises here, Rockets included. So, um, it, you listen, there's some things they got to do. I Put it this way. If Hopkins was here and the rest of the guys weren't, no Cobb, no – I still don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. They're a playoff team, maybe, battling the Colts and Titans for the division championship – and not good enough to sustain it because if you don't, if, if your defense doesn't have at least can get off the field with all these good quarterbacks, you don't have a chance. So Watson has to play damn near perfect each week. And you see, he didn't play perfect last night. And then you're playing against a guy who's better than you and the best player in the league who plays at about 70% of what he normally does. And they still score 38 points. So I'll take more weapons than one big weapon. But if you got both, then you become Joe Montana's 49ers or Tom Brady with Moss and, 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 and Gronkowski. So it's tough to defend, but those guys got to raise their game, and Watson's got to get them all involved. That's another price he's got to pay for being a superstar on a team. That you can't lean on one crutch anymore, and it was a bad trade, but they got to live with it now. We're talking to Sean Salisbury. He's the host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. Also has another gig that we'll talk about with him here in just a moment. Uh, pretty cool opportunity for Sean. Sean, I did want to ask you, though, about the other side of the game last night. Uh, the Chiefs looked really good, and they add in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to an offense that was already dynamic a year ago, and they rode that all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, I... I'm going to leave this a little open-ended for you, but just how good can this Chiefs offense be if what we saw last night from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is real? I think they're better offensively. Now, defensively, they stepped up and got after the quarterback. They don't have to be a great defense. They just got to be solid, and they were. I I think their offense, they're better. I mean, you know, you saw Williams in the Super Bowl play well, and they've had some good backs, but now they've got a 
a rookie of the year back who's who's got a chance to do he can catch it out of the backfield he's got wiggle in the secondary he 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 doesn't go down after the first hit and Mahomes had to do what throw they they ran when's the last how often do we find the Chiefs th- running the ball more than they throw it it's never they've and, never given a running back yeah, 25 carries with yeah, uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes right we don't do that so here in Kansas City they don't so you add a guy who's gonna probably rush for a between the 11 and 1400 yards this year, catch balls out of the backfield. They're a great screen team. Then you got the vertical threat, and, the, and then they can play horizontal football when necessary. Hell, they didn't even get you know Hardman involved, and didn't really really go big with the offense. And Sammy Watkins was your number one guy last night. That's my problem. How do you defend them? How do you defend them? And then when you all of a sudden say, okay, let's put eight in the box. Alaire's that good. Because normally when you play the Chiefs, it's stop Mahomes. Now it's like, whoa, we've we got to deal with this cat now? Well, then if you do that and he's got soft corners and there's eight in the box or seven in the box if you're spread out or six, numbers, he's just looking at numbers saying, oh, five in the box, we'll run it. Six in the box and spread or seven, we're going to throw it. I'll get the ball out on time. And you can't cover my speed or, my, or, or Kelsey with the smaller guy one-on-one. So you're, it's a slow death or a fast death, how you want to die. They're better. I, I think they're a better team. And when Pat has to carry you, he can. When somebody And there's a different star each week catching the football. Let me tell you, and I, I said this on Dan's show this morning, I said it on mine, I actually think with as good as New Orleans' roster is, and I think Tampa Bay can be in the Super Bowl, we know about the 49ers and Seahawks and Ravens, I think that when they're eight, if they play 85% of their best football, I think they're better than any team in the league playing 100%. And if they play 100%, and anybody else plays 100 percent in the league, you're not beating them. And if you play less than 100 percent, they got to urinate down their leg, and and they don't do that very much. So I think they're better. I do. And one extra weapon now, if you're trying to game plan against them, how do you do it? And I I've been in around the game for four forever, guys. And defensive coordinators, the number one thing is we got to stop the run, got to stop the run. Well, with Kansas City, like I said earlier, you normally don't have to do that. Now you legitimately you're going in, and the best player in the world wears number 15. And you're going in, and the first thing you're saying after once we got to stop a rookie running back. Well, Andy Reid's just going to smirk all his way. Like I said, didn't it look last night that they didn't break a sweat? Yeah. They just got oh, 38 here. Oh, we got to ramp it up after you score on your drive. Okay, cool. We'll jump out in front 31 to seven, make you chase a little bit, let you get a little close, and then we'll score one more time just to let you know. Don't get too comfortable with this. I, they're, they're, it's phenomenal. They're, they're, they're the best team in football at 85 to 90 percent. They're better than anybody else at 100 percent, and I fully believe that. All right, Sean, I want to shift gears with you a little bit because we always have to get to a little hockey talk with you, right? And yep. your, your Vegas Golden Knights, team that you love to cheer for, uh, they're down 2-1 in the Western Conference Final. Uh, what do you make of what's going on right now? I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm enjoying watching it. And what are, what are we in now? Our third year with the Las Vegas Knights, and you know better than I do. I am so fascinated in I, I, how they can – you know, this is our second Stanley Cup in three years, and I think we've got the Dallas Stars having them close to me. That's as close as I get to hockey because being in Houston, I don't, you know, we don't get to go and can't be fans. Dallas is as close as I get. I still think it's going to come down to the end. If you, they're playing in close games, they if they can get great goaltending, get them standing on the head and standing on their head, and get a couple great, great offensive performances, which they're capable of. And then you got to get through the East. Tampa Bay's really good, and we know that the the Islanders coming off their big series uh, previous to against the Flyers. So I I'm going to continue to stake my claim with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They didn't get through it with Washington. Another opportunity, but 
as in most sports, guys, no matter how good your offense is, you got to score. But if you get continued great goaltending, eventually you'll score more than the other, and it's going to come. It's like defense, defense and hit. And if you play defense and hit, the Las Vegas Golden Knights will get back into this. This series is going seven games. Sean, final question for you. I know you recently added a little bit more to your plate because you just weren't busy enough with doing a daily radio show. You're going to have a a football hour, the Sean Salisbury football hour out in the Bay Area. For our listeners that are interested in giving that a listen, how can they do so and what's that show going to be all about? It's on 95.7, the game in San Francisco, and it was a, the opening show was last night um, with the opening of the game. So it's an hour, Monday through Friday, and it is it, it airs there, and they can find it on the 95.7, the game app up in its intercom. It's up in uh, Northern California, obviously, in San Francisco. It's an honor. Um, it gives me a chance to get into another market. I've been a guest, like I have been with you guys, probably in that market for the last decade. And finally, I said, well, why don't you just do a show? And I said, I'd, I'd, I'd love to, and fortunately – bosses said go ahead and so i get my morning drive six to ten here and then get to go there and it's on six to seven pacific time so central time it's on eight to nine monday through friday i'll be back at it again tonight talking uh national football league and we'll mix in you know i always slither in a little bit of hockey without getting too technical (laughs) some people up there may not have you know san jose's not in this stanley cup finals and and this final four so i'll mix that in but we get after it football wise pretty intense and it's amazing guys how People still don't give Jimmy Garoppolo credit. I'll leave you with that. And the season he had last year, first first full year starting, he made it to the Super Bowl. The 49ers fans are spoiled with Montana and Young, but this guy's a good football player. So I'm having a good time. Thank you. Well, Sean, we appreciate the time, man. You can listen to him on the Sean Salisbury Show weekday mornings on Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. And certainly check out his new football show as well. Give him a follow on Twitter. You can find all of the info at Sean Unfiltered. Sean, thanks so much for the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Enjoy the first weekend of a full slate of the NFL. You guys are awesome, and thanks for letting me talk a little bit of hockey. I know we didn't get to delve into it a bit, but I'm watching intently, and it's always great being on with you guys. You got it. That's Sean Salisbury joining us here on 101 ESPN. I find that conversation about the receivers really interesting that we were talking about with him with with, uh, the Texans. I got to be honest, I do disagree with it a little bit. Uh, I think that you need to have a, a great passing game right now in the NFL, and that starts with the quarterback, absolutely, but... It's everything. It's from the top to the bottom. You need a great head coach that can give you an advantage in the scheme. You need a quarterback that can hit the open receivers whenever they get there. You do need the receivers, though. I mean, if you look at what the Chiefs have right now, what makes their offense so dynamic, if you stop Tyreek Hill, well, now you've got to deal with Sammy Watkins. We saw that last night. They were bracketing Tyreek Hill the entire game. Sammy had a good game. If you stop Sammy and Tyreek somehow, well, now McCole Hardman. And oh, by the way, they've got a running back that's a threat from the, from the backfield now and the best tight end in the game. I think that's what he was talking about, though. I think ultimately that's what he meant was you can't scheme for just one star player. But you need that guy. You need somebody to be reliable. And right now, the Texans don't have that guy. Or you need two or three that are reliable that you can hit, right? I mean, I get the concept of what he was saying. um, Sure. Because there is... different philosophical ideas of how you should build a team. Like, he's not... There's nobody that is wrong on this, but it's just different ideas of how how you go about it. Yeah, I agree. I just think I like the idea of having several weapons. Yes, if you have an all-pro that you can go to every now and then, it's nice to have it. But otherwise, you have to have that second-tier player that are very good and reliable, too. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to watch what the Texans are this year. I still think they're a playoff team. I do agree with Sean on that. I think they're going to make the playoffs just because 
When you've got that guy at the quarterback position, I think it's really hard to hold them down. That being said, their schedule is daunting. They get the Ravens next week. Then they travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Then they're back home to play the Vikings. It's just, it's relentless this first month of the season. It would not be a shock to me if they start the year 0-4, and that's a big hole to be able to dig out of. With Jamie Rivers and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. Coming up next, welcome back to the Blues, Jacob De La Rose. What's next for the Blues? What's the next big move they're going to make? We'll talk about it coming up on 101 ESPN.